show of the Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. I want to thank um, Sonny Vincent, Brooke DeLarco, and we're going to be talking about a um, show that's coming up this week. It's the 30th anniversary of the passing of Johnny Thunders as a special tribute show for him that Brooke has organized. Uh, we're going to be able to see that on Facebook. Hey, uh, good. Uh, oh Brooke, tell well, me how you got this uh, started. The, some of these shows have been put on like for a number of years in Los Angeles with, uh, with Walter doing them for memorial shows. I was never really a part of them, but um, I was talking to the guy that uh, you know, did them and we said, oh, it's the 30th anniversary. So that's sort of how it like, came about. It was kind of late notice and he ended up having to drop out and it was kind of left to me to do it. So I talked to a few people and it seemed like everyone wanted to do it. And I was anxious to try a stream. Uh, so uh, that's how it all came together, basically. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be able to see this well, on yeah, Friday, actually, the 23rd on, on Facebook on, Live. Uh, Is that Twitch it? TV on, uh, yeah, there's a Twitch TV channel for it. It's oh. called... Uh, this was not punk 77 and yeah. And it'll air at uh, okay, cool. the 23rd at 8 PM Eastern. Yes. And the 23rd yeah. being the exact yes. day 30 years later that Johnny had passed. Now you have some connection with, the, with Johnny yes. Thunders and the heartbreakers in particular going back right to lot. Well, um, right. tell I... me a little bit about that. Uh, and I ended up uh, meeting them and mixing a show for them uh, at the Village Gate. I was working with Terry Ork, uh, who uh, from television fame and Ork Records, and he put on a series of shows at the Village Gate. And the Heartbreakers had been in England recording LAMF, and it was the first shows that they played when they came back. And uh, Terry tapped me to do sound for some of the bands and that was one and uh it was the first time i had ever even really heard them i because they had been they had been in england when you know when i was starting wow. to come around the scene anyway um so i did those three shows with them they liked they liked my sound billy in particular pushed to have me and i and and i went along and did all of the shows that they did at Max's uh, up through the Live at Max's album, which I also was uh, the house mixer on. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Sonny Vincent, Welcome, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're part of this tribute, and uh, you have an incredibly you know, fantastic long history here in music, going back in the New York scene from the from the seventies with the testers and then, you know, many other bands after that you've played, God, you've played with guys from the yeah, Stooges. I've played with a lot you've of different people, Tucker, especially since right? I went solo. Yeah. I mean, you've played, yeah, a lot of different people. Uh, well, so Brooke um, invited me and, you know, we, me and Brooke are friends and we, um, we had a lot of cool conversations, you know, about different things and, you know, back in the day things and, you know, about John and, uh, I've got many different, uh, you know, like uh, family tree kind of connections with John. You know, I knew John from back in the day. And, um, you know, I played with Arthur in the studio. And uh, I visited Johnny when he was in Hazleton, mm -hmm. shot pool with him. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of lot of stories we've traded. And, and, and it was funny because Brooke invited me to be part of this memorial and the very same day, um, a guy in Germany, without even telling me, 
took a song that I'd written as an homage. I had an album out like about, I don't know, 20 years ago, and it came out only in Europe. And there was a song on the album called Johnny Thunders, I Miss You. And uh, <clears throat> you'll hear it. And it's wow. like, um, this guy took that song and then cut a bunch of pictures of John and made a video, a really cool, impactful video. The thing I liked about his video was that it oh, showed cool. really nice and great pictures of John. Like it's John, sometimes, you know, I'll be like on Facebook and there'll be pictures of John where he looks really sick. And if you knew him, you knew he was kind of not looking good and feeling sick and people are going, oh, it's so great. Look at that guitar, you know, and I was thinking, geez, you know, you know, but um, this really yeah. shines a light on his his prime and, you know, what the, the thing that we all knew him for. And so it's a nice, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a nice homage where, um, you know, he is uh, presented well. And I didn't even know this guy was making it. Brooke contacted me and I said, well, maybe you want to use this. And I sent it to her <laughs> and she liked it. So it was really kind of a lovely coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Thunders wow. in the yeah, air. I'm really anxious to hear that. Um, let me ask you this, Sonny. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let me ask you this, Sonny. You know, I mean, you go back a long time, and I'm sure Johnny was a big influence on your music. I'm, I definitely was. Um, what was the, like, the first moment you realized about, you know, his brilliance and his guitar playing? Um, How did that, it influence you? That's interesting. It just, it just kind of had, like, a... I don't know, like I, I had already been in bands in New York. Like I had a band called Liquid Diamonds and one called Suicide, one called Fury that played with Suicide. So I was already on the scene before the scene opened up in CBGBs and Maxes. And um, so I had my music and I didn't have the same kind of music as, say, you know, say Johnny. But, you know, anybody that, you know, when I later did hear John's music and, you know, the Heartbreakers and, you know, of course, I heard the New York Dolls and stuff, and um, it, it, I don't believe it had a direct influence on my groove because with Testers, we were more angular. You know, we had more of a – it's hard to explain, but we did – our stuff wasn't kind of rock and roll-y, you know, and so – but, yeah. you know, to hear Johnny is to love Johnny, you know, so it's like I'm not saying sure. something disparaging. I'm just saying that I, w I, was, I was more – influenced by the stuff that influenced him like when i played with uh the drummer yeah. from the stooges i said well what did you grow up listening to he said well the beatles the stones the shirelles the ronettes the yardbirds you know so we kind of all had the same initial influence and then came to our own result in in music you know and but um Hello. but still you know there's no taking away the profound effect that you know john's you know like very authentic style influenced a lot of people, if not in attitude, but also in music, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, it's amazing to even hear that you played with Scott Ashton. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. When I, like I realized in my bands that I did all the work. So at some point I just said, <laughs> well, I call it a band name. Let's just call it Sonny Vincent. He does everything, makes the posters, you know, sets up the tours, you know, so <laughs> Promotes, promotes it, all. it all and then the drummer shows up at an airport with sunglasses wow. and drumsticks you know hey man let's rock and roll you know so i i just started calling it sunny vincent only because um you know i did you know most of the stuff and i wrote the songs and i i wasn't going to break up with myself you know bands break up <laughs> so once i decided to you know call it just sunny vincent i had the opportunity to you know reach out to people you know and say you know 
you know, hey, Wayne Kramer, you know, like, uh, could you play guitar solo on this, you know, this song? And hey, uh, Tony Fate, you want to go on tour, you know, so that it opened up kind of an interesting vista of like all the musicians that I knew when they were free, they, they could play with me. So it, it wasn't yeah. planned that way, but it, it did, did work out cool that way. And, you know, I, I recorded this song with Arthur, with Arthur Kane. Um, we, there was a company that asked me to, um, to do a cover of a Chuck Berry song. And usually I don't do that. I don't do like the covers and stuff and, you know, for compilation covers albums, but I thought that would be a challenge yeah. to do a Chuck Berry song and not to, ruin it you know and so i was in la and i thought you know who could i get to play drums on this song that wouldn't ruin it so i called clem burke from blondie and clem was in and uh then i was saying i would really like arthur you know to play bass on the song so and this was before the dolls reunion so arthur played bass on it it really came out cool you, you, you can listen to it sometimes it's called carol i think it's on youtube yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Um, Arthur had such, you know, he was such a great musician and, and he had such, you know, talent that kind of goes, you know, unrecognized, unfortunately, and he was taken away from us way too early. Um, yeah. But, you yeah, know, both, let, let, me ask, let me ask you this one question, though. Um, yeah. do, do you feel that the Heartbreakers were, was pretty much the, the, the greatest thing Johnny did? Many people say that. I do. Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I liked the New York Dolls a lot, but I felt that um, that um, hmm, I, I just I just liked Johnny um, the way he sang. And I liked um, when he got his when he did his own thing. It, it did have an impact on me that was different from from the New York Dolls. You know, it, was, it just was right. had some kind of a, a different kind of authenticity for me, you know. And so, um, you know, the dolls were had, had authenticity as well, but in a different way, you know, so yeah. it, I, I dug it. Yeah. I thought, there were, you know, I thought the heartbreakers were, you know, like just a, an amazing, amazing group. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely am a believer of that, that it's the yeah. you know, best thing he ever did, but you know, the dolls, you know, the, the, the shining moments are stuff like chatterbox, you know, <laughs> and, and stuff that really, when he shines, you know, and, and when he is kind of like, I think he was a little confined within that band, you know, yeah. that he, and mm -hmm. I guess that's how it is in a band, but you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. But and then when, when he did the heartbreakers and, you know, he cut his hair and he, you know, had that whole look and they kind of, you know, formed around, around that image. Uh, it's, it, I think that's really what he was. And then later on in his, in his career, when he, and I, I always, felt this was some of the saddest stuff about him is he was looking to go to new Orleans to, you know, start kind of a new thing of playing like serious blues music. And I think he would have been able to do that. I think, I think he would have had he, had he lived, you know, do you, do you agree? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I also liked his, his later stuff because the thing about some groups is they have sort of a image and a sort of like a, um, public kind of like like this is this is what we're going to project this is what we're going to be it's maybe not planned out but that's how it works when john did his solo stuff like you know like i guess we all knew him and like you know we all we all knew arthur and like there was a very sweet nature about both john and arthur you know yeah. that you know johnny's nature does not come across in as much 
in the heartbreakers it's like hey sound man get the dick out of your nose you know it's like you know it doesn't come across it well that's my opinion it, his, well, in I some of the songs it does he called me young lady you know yeah he, and uh no, I'm saying that in the music. What I'm saying is that in the yeah on stage, yeah. That's what I'm saying. On stage, it doesn't come. Brooke, baby, give me some more monitors. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about in person, Brooke. I'm talking about. You never had to ask me for more reverb either, by the way. I'm just talking about in his solo music that kind of sensitive nature did come through, you know. And if if a person never met Arthur, they could never know, you know. What a, what a sweet soul that guy was, you know? And so there, there's just a certain kind of personality that, you know, came through on John Solo stuff that, that didn't come through on a lot of the earlier stuff. That's what I'm saying. But in person, he was always the same guy, you know? Well, if you listen to some of the very last stuff that he did, I mean, he was, you know, songs like Children of People Too and Help the Homeless. And there was kind of a, almost a social consciousness to his music all of a sudden, at least in that song. Yeah, he was kind and, of going that way, huh? Yeah, yeah. And um and I just loved like how he brought like, you know, Jamie Heath on saxophone and, you know, do, doing a lot of that. I don't know, it just his music had evolved, I think at the very end there. And I think that you know, had he survived, he probably would have put, you know, a great blues band together. He probably still be playing down there in some kind of review or something. Well, here's an interesting tidbit um considering um new orleans i actually have some recordings uh that were probably his last recordings uh just him playing guitar and singing these sketches into uh you know mm-hmm. into a recording and it's from new orleans and i i don't think anyone's ever heard them before and i'm gonna I'm is, gonna, is this? Let me ask you. I'm is play, I'm is this from the time in New Orleans before he died, Brooke, or another time? I, what I think Previous. they are. What I think they are. I think they're uh, sketches of stuff he was working on around that time in New Orleans. Um, and, and there are some. There are a couple of blues things on them. Um, but I have a couple of them that I'm also going to add into the live stream for the show. Speaking of New oh. Orleans. Um, okay, so yeah. you're going to put this as part of the show, like yeah. an audio track or something? like. Yeah, I'm going to put it in okay. as an audio track uh, somewhere along in the show. The show's going to be like built around everybody's video and a couple of pre-recorded things and a few live things that we're going to uh, do in L.A. Uh, the day before. And right. uh, and yeah, and then I'm going to add some of these little clips like, you know, probably for like behind credits or something like that. But it'll be it'll be some material I don't think anyone's ever heard uh, before. OK, now yeah. we know Sonny Vincent. We know you're, you're part of this whole thing. Uh, Brooke, can you tell us a few other people? Involved? Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, we're hopefully uh, having Henry Paul Tortosa, who was a uh, guitar player with Johnny a lot during the 80s and the Oddballs, I believe, and Cosa Nostra, more more notably. And then uh, Joey Pinter Band uh, Excellent. is going to p- be playing. Uh, they did a five-song five set out of Chicago. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Ricky Rat and Nikki Corvette are oh. sending something in. Um, Sonny, of course. Um, Haven't heard from Nikki Corvette in a while. Yeah. Yeah, she does a thing, a few things with Ricky every once in a while. Um, 
Excellent. Yeah. Uh, who else is on it? Um, band out, a band, a band out of uh, L.A. called Electric Children, and we have a uh, an LAMF tribute band. There's another uh, group of guys that have been doing that for a while, so they're going to do a couple of songs. On is, it. Isn't Frank Meyer going to be on there too? Well, Frank Meyer is going to be on there with Dino Everett. Um, they're going to do uh, uh, Street Walking Cheetahs acoustic set and then Dino cool. will be playing along with uh uh Freddie Katz uh and the Thundertones <laughs> we're gonna call them but anyway Jonathan Paley is gonna play in that band and Jamie Holiday another guitar player from LA um Fantastic. and um who else uh Joe Mazzari from the Daughters uh okay got a couple songs going in and a uh and uh well let's see who else uh roxanne fontana from uh england uh she lives there now sending a song can't put your arms around a memory that we've got a montage of thunders pictures going to so it's really a lot of nice stuff um sam harris from yeah. sweet things out of new york yeah, I'm a big fan of the sweet yeah. things, and Sam, Sam's a nice guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm friendly with him too. Sam's coming um, out to uh, to LA he's actually. To, yeah. Oh, he's, he's doing he's doing yeah, it live. He's, he's going oh, back to back. Oh. He's doing Walter's uh, yeah. thing. You know, right right now he's rehearsing, and then he he yeah. shoots them with them, and he's getting on a plane and coming out to LA. Uh, Fantastic. To do us. He's he's amazing. His dedication. Yeah. No, he's a great you kid. Know, he's always at <laughs> these kids. kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Yes, I remember one time sitting in in International Bar, which is, uh, you know, one of my my major haunts where we all hang out. That's where Rob Rossi, uh, my partner here on the podcast, he went. That's where he bartends. And you know, Sammy comes in once in a while, and I remember just having a drink with this guy, and I just said to him, "How old are you?" <laughs> you know, and he he you know after a few minutes of talking about music, and I, he tells me he's in his twenties, you know, and I'm like. Holy shit! How do you know about all these bands? You know, it's the, he's amazing. And then he, that sweet that sweet things band is fantastic too. Yeah. The one record that they put out like two years ago, great. He he did but, the artwork um, for our flyer as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. Do do you have a flyer uh, I just, now? Last time I talked, I do. You didn't. No, we've got it in. It just came in, sort of finalized today. Um, actually, if I sent you one, so take a look. Oh, yeah, you, did. you can. You, okay, I'll have to look for that. You can look at your messages. That'll give you the whole lineup too. It's okay, funny because fantastic. like there's so many different connections, you know, in New York and everywhere with John. You know, Brooke, I was just thinking about that other song that I wrote. Um, somebody could probably use it for one of these things. But um, I wrote a song one time called Scratching on the Eight Ball. And it was about mm. my childhood and, and loosely about John's whole career. And you guys know the game eight ball. You know, you, you, um, I was up in Hazleton. And um, visiting John, and I was shooting pool with him. Yeah. Actually, me and my drummer, we were shooting pool. Yeah. And um, John, you know, was really good at pool. And uh, but we were playing eight ball, and he was playing my drummer. And on the last shot, he would say, "All right, eight ball in the corner pocket." And you know, the white ball would scratch, and he'd lose the whole game. Or the eight ball would go <laughs> into the wrong pocket, yeah. he'd lose the whole game. And it was like four games with the drummer that Johnny scratched, you know, on the eight ball. So they well, let me play. And he, weirdly enough. He was scratching the same thing. He was cleaning up the table. And I was going, God, it's kind of like a metaphor for someone who probably should have been as big as the stones, but somehow, yeah. you know, just the, 
the opportunities just kind of flew by because of, you know, this and that. And so, you know, I wrote that song and I, I didn't um, do the guitar solo on it and I saved it. And when I went to New York, I had Walter play the guitar solo on that. So it's kind of, kind of, you know, poignant and bittersweet to have. Walter I, I get the metaphor. That. I see That's yeah. what you're saying yeah, yeah, it's oh, called scratching oh, on the eight ball, and Walter plays the guitar. So, and you know, it's cool. it's kind of loosely about John. Yeah, you know, l- let me ask you, Sonny. Now it's been thirty years since since Johnny died. You know, how how, how much of his influence do you see in in today? I know you kind of were alluding to that just now, what you were saying, but you know, what what what? Where do you you know? Because even in the the Lower East Side today, there's always Johnny clones somewhere. You always run into them at shows, especially the Bowery electric scene kind of bit. There's still guys like that. But, you know, where do you see his influence today? You, you see it in a lot of young bands in their music. You know, you see it also in a lot of people's um, kind of attitude, you know, that kind of fuck you attitude. Um, right. And uh, that swagger that that John had. And um, you, you see, like... And the people sort of in the know, you know, they know that they know that the, you know, the Les Paul Jr. T model, you know, that's that's all about John. Although um, it's weird because the guy in Green Day plays one of those and like he's getting to be known as the, you know, the Les Paul Jr. guy. So um, things do kind of do evolve. But, you know, the people that, you know that I know and the young bands that are, you know, like you were talking about Sam and stuff, you know, the young, young people right. that know the real, you know, the real stuff, they, um, they do, ha- they do get a profound um, impact from, from John and John's music. And uh, it, that kind of thing just goes on and on, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, just talk about like the Waldos for one second, uh, you, know, you know, Walter had passed away last summer um they were a band that were around for a long time okay 40 years practically and uh 35 years 40 years uh, in different incarnations but i never went to a waldo show that was not packed and i'm talking about right to the end okay and they they, you're talking now two three generations really of two two generations at least and i was kind of part of the first and then, you know, a generation after me still into that. And, you know, Walter played all that heartbreak and stuff. So they were hearing that music. Yeah, yeah. He, he carried and, the uh, torch. Yeah, yeah he, he really did. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's sad that now we've, we've lost him, too. Um, but um, that was another impetus for doing this show on the 23rd because of Walter's leaving us and them doing it on the 22nd. Um, that was yeah. that was another motivating factor in the spirit of things. Um, yeah, and well, his birthday was exactly the 22nd, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 so it's kind of like bookends of the same thing. I got you. Yeah, and I also yeah. got. I also have some kind of personal, heartfelt connections to the Waldos, like um, Jeff Jeff West. He was the drummer in Testers. So when yes. Testers broke yes. up he was in the waldos and then tony coiro that was a super close friend of mine i lived on castle hill in the bronx you know and um yeah yeah big tony. tony and so yeah it's, it's all kind of like um you know almost like family so to speak you know and so I, I was happy when you know brooke reached out to me yeah yeah and it's just hard to believe it's been 30 years that's crazy uh, yeah. yeah you know i mean and he was 39 when he passed away almost 40 um that was, you know, between the last 
you know, in the last year with this virus, we've lost so many people, you know, a lot of uh, Alan Merrill comes to mind and, you know, a couple others that were part of the, the rock scene in New York. Um, you know, Johnny, his, his legacy, I think is, is really, it's set in stone. It's not going anywhere. Uh, he will always be part of, you know, the true rock and roll that can come out of New York, not the fake shit. I mean, there's so much stuff, especially now, like the music is just so different. I mean, when you, when you record a record now, Sonny, okay, mm-hmm. compared to how you did it, say in the eighties or the seventies, it's so different, right? It's totally a different technology in a lot of ways. It right? can be. Yeah. I, um, I, I went to Belgium and um, I recorded in a studio that had all vintage gear, like a 24 track tape machine and an Eve board and all that. Yeah. So it was nice to get back to the original technology, you know, but yeah, I mean, the technology does play a part in it, but if you, if you got a young band in front of some, some digital equipment and they've got passion, desperate, and they've got the soul, it'll still come through. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I agree, but there's one thing you got to mention, and I think you'll agree with me, is is the live performance. I, I feel that, and I've said this on a lot of shows over the last couple of years, is is I feel that a lot of bands, they have that. They might have that drive. They want to make it. They've got good songs, but they just don't want to get out there and do the live shows. Now, in New York, it it. You know, the problem now in New York City is there's really no places to play. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. All right. And now it's even worse with this pandemic. We've lost a few, you know, decent <laughs> venues. Um, you know, places are places in Brooklyn are doing, you know, are more are more popular than places in New York. So there's acts that come through the the, 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 the boroughs, but they don't play Manhattan. They go right to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Okay, which is kind of crazy. That's been happening the last ten years or so. Um but what I find is that a lot of, you know, millennial generation or I guess what's after the millennials, the generation Z or whatever they call it. OK, they they you know, they don't have that 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 desire to get out in front of a live audience. They want to throw everything on the Internet and see where it goes. And my thing and point of what I'm saying Sonny, is that I think like. The live show is what what makes you. It, it, you know, you 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 earn your bones playing live for a while before you put out the music, and then you put it out and see where it goes. But it's not like that anymore. It's right? Different times, yeah. It's t- totally different. There's a lot of value in what you say. There's, I mean, think about how many shows the Rolling Stones played in their career. You know, it's like just massive yeah. you know I, I toured my whole life sometimes i started to feel like an old blues guy playing bars playing bars and playing a festival playing bars imagine how those old blues yeah guys playing dumps all their lives you know yeah yeah i mean we you know we've done some some shows about that for, for black history month this year we did uh howlin wolf you know as an example that was one one show we did and just talking about the the amount of you know, live shows he did before there was even some recognition. Yeah, uh, Sun House. Yeah. Okay, Sun House coming back in the early 60s when people were getting interested in that music again. And I mean, it's all, you know, it's all cool. You know, I mean, these guys, the old blues guys definitely, you know, they, they got their respect later on. But yeah, I can imagine if you're playing out your whole life like yourself. You know, you start to feel I like think that. they should keep doing the streaming as the clubs open yeah. back up. It should be both. I think you get a larger market and 
it's uh, it's the way to go. Um, I I enjoy being able to sit in my apartment and you know watch a show streaming out in New York that I can't be at. Um, so um, yeah, and I I, I do I do yeah. agree with that. I don't I don't have any problem with the streaming. Um, you know, I think that that's that's a great way to reach more. Yeah, people. well, you know, and every club should every club should have that. You know, imagine if CBGBs had streaming back in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would have been like, you know, amazing. You know, we'd have footage of all this, this shit. I, you know? I just wish CBGB's <laughs> had plumbing back in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had plumbing, but it tended to bubble up. The floor, you know? <laughs> uh, no, let's not go there. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but maybe you guys, maybe, right, um, so, maybe when we're done, you guys can yeah. just like edit it to get some of the, um, you know, some of the, cool sentences and, and quips because like since there's nobody else here i don't want it to become the sunny vincent I know, show i was just thinking that like i feel a little bit well, i feel no, a little bit uncomfortable it's, it's, being no, i mean we're talking about john yeah we're talking about but maybe john. just a few yeah, you know, you know, a few clips of me about. and brooke you know because i really don't want it this is for johnny and it's not about my career you know yeah, well, we can talk about the, you know, we could talk about the show a little more too. Um, I, I mean, know. there's some, there's um, some things that, that would well, be nice when there was would be more people because we could get into some some of the more personal, you know, interactions with John, you know, like stories and you know, like, you know, just like, uh, you know, just the crazy stuff that he surrounded himself with that that are that are interesting. It's it's different from just the music, you know. He had a whole whole crazy life that you know some sometimes we were privy to and <laughs> some of it was pretty kind of kind of yeah, interesting you this know? might be a part to edit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not sure if i want to go down that well right i gotta now. say when i worked with the heartbreakers mm -hmm. during that uh roughly two and a half year period that you know he was together he showed up they they did you know like professional sound checks um it was, you know, it was really funny watching uh, him and uh, Walter banter back and forth, you know, at sound check is who's oh, yeah. going to be, who's louder and like, shut the fuck up, John, you know, like you're too loud. Nah, you know, <laughs> back and forth. And, uh, um, you know, he was, he was, he was for my, for my money, they were the best of, 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 of all him and Walter, that combination and uh, that era. Of, of shows at Max's are the best they ever were. I, you know, again, I yeah. couldn't agree more. I think that was the, the high point. Now, I, I was a younger guy. I didn't get to see those right. days. I saw Johnny later on when he was a little bit, you know, more more messed up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's all part of his story. And, and uh, but, you know, even I, I, I seen him a few times solo and, and, and you never, you know, they were great. They were great shows, no matter what. Well, happened. there's some great, okay, they would, he was always great. There's some great video from um, uh, Max's from particularly a, a show that Paul Schinkel shot uh, that aired on InnerTube video. InnerTube. The, the Inertube, one. Yeah. Um, that's I'm, a show I did. Right. And, uh, and it's uh, possible that it might see the light of day sometime, but that is really quintessential heartbreakers and video right there. Um, I have seen that good. all pieces yeah. of it, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we're trying to get it out. I'm trying to get, I'm hopefully, uh, I'm trying, hopefully Paul is giving me a piece of video of uh, something that is not 
uh, up and playing to add into the show too. So I'm hoping that he'll be able to do that and we can sort of debut another, uh, you know, unseen feature footage of John. Yeah. Anything yeah. you can uncover yeah. with Johnny Thunder is Right. You know, well, amazing. it's out there. Paul's um, got it. Um, you know, just I'm seeing if I can get a clip for the show. But um, you, you did. You guys did hear that there's a, a finally, supposedly the, the, the original LAMF is coming out with a remastered yeah. off the original tapes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's coming out for Record Store Day coming up soon. Yeah, that's, you know, LAMF's been remixed and redone and, and reworked like so many times. I've got like seven versions of the yeah. album. Um, but, you know, it's nice that they uh, they found finally that lost master's tape that they could do something with because everything's been remastered from copies. It'll be interesting to hear. Is that true? Yeah. I would have liked to have mixed it. Uh, (laughs) You know, if you you talked to Walter, he would have said, there's nothing you can do. Well, I know. Yeah, well, I know (laughs) that's what he would have said, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And and to a certain degree, maybe it was, but, you know, I have no, uh, you know, I have no issue with all these different remixes and fine, you know, coming out. you know they're interesting they're interesting and and there are there are different variations between them that you could tell yeah um Um, definitely uh well so sonny uh i want to thank you for coming in you're welcome okay and brooke i want to thank you for the hard work you've done putting this together uh we're going to be seeing this this johnny thunders tribute show on friday the 23rd uh, what time eight now, o'clock Brooke? Eastern, eight o'clock? five Pacific. Okay, Twitch, that's on Twitcher, Twitch TV. Twitch TV. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I, All I, right, so right. just for one last thing that I would like to say is that it, we should never, um, you know, um, do an interview or talk about and without mentioning the name Jerry Nolan. You know, Jerry was just like one of the best drummers ever born, and they had a lifelong relationship, and we all miss Jerry dearly. I, I couldn't agree more. And right, it was we definitely should not, you know, leave him out. Uh, the two of them That's were like That's another reason the Heartbreakers front, right? were so good. Yep, totally. Yes, yes. Jerry does not does get not... the Jerry does not get the the recognition he should. Hopefully, that will change. Someday. Great drummer. Yep. You know, yeah. definitely, definitely. Okay, right. so I want to thank you both for coming on. I wish you all the best of luck on the show coming up Friday, the twenty third. Um, and you know, all the best to you and, and thank you. And I'll be yeah, signing off. Okay. Thank you, Michael. All right. Bye-bye. Take care now. Bye bye. Bye bye.